All right, it's Discoverers Podcast. Glad to have you back. And this is the podcast where we uh, discover uh, into the newer paradigm world, uh, both in our internal society and uh, the external society. And we just do it live uh, without a net and see what happens. So uh, let's jump in. And uh, I have a little bit of a cold sniffle thing. So uh, just FYI. Um, Should be fine though. So feeling a physical difference in uh, opening up the, the podcast space here. Oh, there's a feeling of happiness. It's interesting. A celebratory feeling. Celebratory. Something like that. And along with that are the uh, the physical, environmental uh, aches and pains. And different groups and places that are wanting to to chime in. And at the same time, there is this uh, uh, joy that's there. So the so the question is how can all these things coexist in the same space or how does that work? And uh, on the podcast, we'll often ask the environment itself, this newer uh, perspective world, and see what it has to offer. So we can uh, check in with that. And uh, groups in the the society here have 
initial ideas about what that will mean. There are different narratives that are competing. And there's also a, an immediate kind of feeling, feeling language from the environment that is evident, that's, that's there. And there is the option for everyone to go to their familiar, uh, familiar response, whatever that is. And that's actually fine. It's, it's known. And having it be known implies that there is uh, other options as well. Or it could be a, a mix, it's just there's that, that straightforwardness to things, or the transparency that is a uh, uh, the signature of, of this environment. And I have a heater on in the background, but it should turn off soon. Yeah, there's a group that was uh, kind of ginned up in their own silo. So now feeling the option to, uh, to come back. And there's, you know, the relief of that and the wanting not to and wanting to, to double down. Oh, and here all those are equally recognized. The, the validity of each thing gets to be a thing that's evident. There's a lot of, you know, oh man, what kind of responses 
Yeah, you know, this is going to take away our freedom. You know, I don't want to be some kind of Borg uh, zombie here, you know. Uh, a lot of different pushback from different groups. And there's something enjoyable about it too, just getting to go with the impulsive uh, response. You know, what does it matter? Things will go back to how they usually are after this. Uh, one group saying, oh, we'll double down. Yeah. And there's something uh, compelling or, or fun about getting to, to mix it up. Go ham a little bit. kind of a street party uh, atmosphere. You know, people are kind of drunk and just uninhibited and arguing and then end up hugging it out at the end. That, that type of thing. And there's a lot of different views and expressions going on. You know, I want to include the, uh, the environment and whatever it's offering. Uh, there's a lot of kind of teenage quality in the in the crowd here.
and the uh, society is kind of unsure what to do with that uh, that sensibility the teenage one And they're saying, all right, we've made ourselves known and that's enough for now. They're a little sullen, but they feel good about being known. And then them moving into the background leaves a little more open space. It seems like they're they're modeling that actually. And they uh, they uh, took the exposure for a while, so now they get a break to uh, hang out and watch. So there's one end of things that wants to uh, regulate this kind of riot, riotous uh, free expression. And the other end that just wants to, to go for it. And there's a fresh uh, questioning then about what what are these things that you could call, you know, riotous or just whatever you might call it. What is it actually now? And that's that possibility feeling then for the people of oh, how do we want to brand or, or create ourselves or where do we want to take this thing that we're feeling and what's what's wanting to intentionally and what's something that we allow just by letting go. So both those views are here. 
And we can see what happens next. And there are other views as well that are being included. And the, the rioters are disappointed. Oh, oh man, we wanted to we wanted to kick out the jams. And that the restrainers feel relieved. But now they feel that a more spontaneous kind of quality themselves. And that the, the rioters are kind of rolling their eyes. And there's also a well-intentioned mediator figure that is not particularly helping. Uh, so both both sides are rolling their eyes at that one. And the mediator saying, well, this is my role, you know, I'm the, the mayor. They're saying, well, you know, upgrade. Don't just do what you've always done. You know, use the, the new environment to, uh, to help. And the mayor is saying, well, okay, I see how each of you are doing something different than what you always done. Yeah, and it feels like there's some uh, simple truth being recognized.
Uh, one of them is that any time someone could act impulsively and uh, aggressively, or just you know try to try to startle someone else, or do the old smash and grab routine. And there's some who like that, and there are some who really don't like that. And the ones who do are, we prefer if everyone was was okay with that. Like it's normal for them. The others are saying it's not normal for us. <clears throat> and it actually limits our ability to move freely in the world because we never know when this ambush is going to come. You know, we should have a right to, to move freely in the world. And the other is saying, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't get it. Oh, and now the mayor mediator can ask the uh, can ask that one. Uh, what effect it's having to hear uh, what the other group said. Because the, you know, two for flinching group assumes that they'll always be the same. So for them, that's new. So what's it like for the other group to see that? Yeah, the group that felt uh, that the, the flinching group feels different and a kind of a unity 
and uh, more powerful and in there, able to express truthfully. And within there, there's a we want revenge side and there's a we want to be nice side. And they are willing to see about recognizing each other in each other. And there's also a let's just rush through this process and get it over with, call it good. And there's a no, we need to really stay here for a really long time and get everything perfect. You know, just stay in the, in the, the corporate retreat and never go back. And now that they're both said out loud, they're, they kind of get how ridiculous they sound. And then it's, oh, but if we hadn't said that, then we wouldn't know. So it's better to just say it. And there's a laughter about that, but it's also kind of nervous laughter. And we can, anytime, we can foreground the environment and whatever it offers. Oh, there's an assumption that it's one or the other that if you foreground the environment, then that takes away, you know, your own voice. And then there's a, a question of, oh, is that actually the case? So there's our assumptions from the other perspective worlds, and those might be different than, than whatever the, the deal is here. And then one group is saying, oh yeah, that's that super simple facts thing. I remember that. Oh, and that was fun for, for that one to just say that. It's kind of a gathering, just out on the street here, groups just talking. Yeah, there's another group that, that is, uh, just doesn't want to stay and it's just kind of getting in a hot air balloon and going elsewhere.
some are annoyed by that, but others are saying, yeah, I get that. And there's something nice about all being kind of crammed together in a space. And there's something about spreading out. And so one of the truths is just how much our uh, assumptions that kind of dictate our actions or or what's possible or what isn't or just what happens next. So one option here is to to let all of that empty out and to, to have less of that uh, pre-existing bias. And that's one of the, the, the things that are there. And this has aged people down here where it's kids who are feeling squirrely and do I want to play more or run away and hide and be found or you know, come back or... And there's the the ones that genuinely feel hurt and don't want to come back and feel like some some trust has been broken. And what do you do then? Yeah. So then the uh, the uh, adults that are there are inviting in this this new figure that is the. Uh, that the specialist, you know, the the person who's actually trustworthy. And that figure kneels down at just the right distance to not be too invasive. And the child that feels wounded uh, has agency, it can move further away or stay where it is or growl back. But it's getting, it's being known as, as being powerful. That, that withdrawal is a form of, of truth and power in itself. Uh, and the rest of the, the kids and the adults are getting that as well. And now the hurt kid is becoming, you know, the special one that's more powerful in a way. So everyone else feels interested suddenly in them or, or maybe jealous or, or feeling neglected or Maybe realizing how others feel when they feel neglected.
and also revealed as a, a narrator figure, like a, like a journalist or a, a, who's there, you know, writing the story. And people are a little suspicious of that. And what are you doing here? Were you invited? You being here is affecting things. Looks like there's some laundry noise in the background. So we'll have to roll with that. And the journalist is used to a journalistic privilege, so. Having them be, be named, known is different. Yeah, they're saying you're interfering with us. We didn't give permission. When the journalist is kind of spluttering and, and not sure uh, what to do with that. They're saying, well, at least consult with the uh, this new environment and you know, see how your role might update or, but your own objectivity isn't the end all here in this environment. You're also a point of view that is a, a context and affects other people. Seems to be a, a, a trait of this environment, so. Uh, so then this is a question for the whole journalism complex. Because they're an institution and they don't want to give up their, their, their institutional power and importance. They're making themselves known. Mm. 
And they're saying, yeah, it's, we actually prefer our, our power more than anything else. And it's refreshing to just be able to say that, you know, to stand up and flex a little. What are you going to do about it? You know, we have our riders everywhere and we can, we are the ones that shape everything. Or we're the, you know, the social media platforms or whatever version of that. And the, the response is that that straightforward factualness of, yeah, that's true. You have reach and influence. And there's a resentfulness among the, the populace, but also a, a kind of a solidarity or, oh, now we're aware of this influence and we can make a boundary around, our, around what we do. So the uh, the story influencing the story influencing group is not quite sure what's happening or how to respond, but they're also confident in saying, even if this iteration you know falls over, the the story making capacity is never going to lose its influence or, or go away. It can't be defeated. Well, that feels different saying that. It feels smaller or more local, more down to earth. And there's general acknowledgement that, yeah, of course, you're never going to go away. And it may be that the, the journalistic one is actually fine joining the group. And doing its role. And then it's separate from a, a, a larger thing, uh, the, I guess the impulse to power.
can ask that one what it really wants. And some of that is feeling like things that don't belong here. You know, that didn't uh, originate in me. It seems like that's a thing, you know, that pick up distortions that are from the outside. And since they're where they don't belong, they uh, kind of gum up, gum up the works. So now that's more evident in a, a straightforward way. And these ones, the uh, Yeah, the outsiders are, uh, they're so used to just doing what they've been doing that they, this is kind of a new idea. That they may not actually belong here. Or they've even forgotten, you know, kind of that they do have a real home and that there is an option to leave. They're just used to doing this. So being asked simply, what, what, what do you really want or what's your intent? And that it might not be a, a survival issue for them. But that going back to wherever their home is, is just an option. And there's um, some questions about, for some of my uh, parts who have been in a relationship with these, with these outsiders, you know, it might not be ideal, but we're, you know, this is what we're used to, we're attached to them, we know them, we you know, what would we do if they left? 
So the, the facts of that acknowledged. Yeah, and the others are, are angry and, and disgusted and just want these outsiders gone. Because they've had an effect that uh, has been negative. Or even just they've had an effect going for the, the extra simple. Quite sure, but it seems like some of the outsiders have spontaneously left. Yeah, it seems like that things naturally go where they belong, go to their home base when they have a chance. So this was, you know, the first time that that option has been a thing. Uh, so that's new for everyone, so the group is kind of going, wow, that was different. Was that a good thing? Did we survive? Yeah, some people feel elated, kind of in disbelief. Some feel sad, some aren't sure. Some are just closing their blinds and waiting for the, the newspaper tomorrow. There's a general sense of relief for you know when you put down a weight that you didn't know you were carrying and then there's oh we gotta find and get rid of all of them now and uh, you know we can't do it all at once or you know they didn't mean it it just happens because of circumstances. And then those groups are uh, ready to fight each other now. So in the, the simplicity recognition, there's impulses and emotions and you know, physicality and mental 
mental uh, mental thinking, different histories, different experience that funnels different groups in different directions. And there's wanting to use those truths to to get your way, to, to forward a certain outcome. So one just got exposed that was using the, the, the simple truths to uh, also forward an agenda. And that one's kind of going, yeah, hi, here I am. And they're hopping down and, you know, also now has an agenda known and is ready to fight to or mix it up in some way. So that feels novel. And then someone said, well, what about those outside uh, distortions? What effect are they having? Where are they? And someone said, well, maybe the environment can help. Make things more transparent. Oh, and the, so the fact of that question being a thing, where are those outside distortions or internalized distortions? How do you tell? What effect are they having? You know, we take in all kinds of things from the outside, and it's good, so I guess most of them aren't distorted, and it's just natural. 
but then some are. So it's not that everything that you take in from the outside is bad. It's that the difference is there seems to be some kind of disruption or 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 tension around those distortions. Well, and maybe uh, invoking the environment actually reveal them. So in one way, it's just gross and appalling and just want to get rid of them all immediately. And another is, well, this is just built into um, to, to, to life and being human and being affected by parents and family who had family and culture and everyone has these outside distortions and it's just, it's a thing that's a thing. And uh, the truth that they have an effect. Yeah, that they don't own us. It's there's more of us than them. Oh, and then there's the there's a feeling that's different from where those ones left. It's like a, an open space. And that's more than our natural, natural self. So the natural space, then you can get to know your natural self when the, uh, the distortions have the opportunity to return uh, to their homes. Oh, and someone's saying, well, you know, what's 
what feels toxic here actually will be good when they go back to their homes because it's just things that are toxic are things that are in the wrong place. You know, like CO2 is good, it's just only toxic when we put it in the atmosphere. So we want to take it out of the atmosphere and put it back where it belongs. <clears throat> Everyone's kind of scratching their heads and that analogy. And while that's continuing, wanting to revisit the 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 child that was hurt and the the uh, the specialist that was assisting. So now there's a sense of something that's seeing or witnessing what's happening, but the the witness could be different than the journalist or the story maker that you can write the story afterward and that's different than kind of affecting what's happening in real time and naming those truths is uh affecting the the uh influence industrial complex And that kid is a little more active now. It's standing up or on all fours being like a lion, you know, a roaring animal. And the adult is, you know, falling back on the ground, blown away by the lion's roar. And the lion can, the lion kid can crawl on the adult and be powerful. And it's also play and fun. Yeah, the other kids like that. They're feeling uh, kind of joyful in seeing that. And the kid just needs a lot of time and repetition in playing like that. And now uh, there's more, <coughs> more uh, experienced uh, child development professionals who are coming in to help so the uh, you know actual investment in, in child development here which is a, a relief for the, the teachers who are under understaffed and underfunded <clears throat> and that is uh, generalizing now to the whole society. There could be more than enough 
resources, good resources, dedicated to all the things that are necessary and essential. Yeah, just so different than the the norm of being undervalued and underfunded and in the uh, the power extraction industrial complex is also being revealed. And a lot of them are saying, you know, well, sure, I'll go do this other thing. You know, this was the best job I had available at the time. And the, the building of the, uh, the complex itself is kind of wobbling and seems to have fallen over. And this may be, uh, you know, a wish or <clears throat> an uh, imagination, but it seems like some of those distortions are uh, just kind of flying away like birds. Like they've been released and they can fly back to their homes. Some of that might be actually happening. And there's something equalizing about, oh, we all, we all have, you know, one or two of those. I guess we wouldn't have to feel ashamed or we could point them out to each other or become, you know, it's another thing to be, that's there to include in the, the interest cycle, in the, the repertoire of our interests and discovery. And all this has been happening in the city, you know, on the streets, the concrete streets. So we're curious what cities and streets and the built environment looks like in the, the, the newer paradigm world different materials, different design concepts. And materials that don't have ingredients in them that, that don't belong there. You know, toxins, pollutants. You know, and that's no longer necessary because it's not about uh, short-term profits as the, the only uh, guidepost. It's like the roads are almost spongy or they have like water could drain through them or there's more green spaces or kind of solar solar gathering is kind of built in like uh built into windows or surfaces. Ooh, vehicles are quiet. So there's still the vitality of a, of a city. 
But there's also a quietness. And there's more of that, uh, you know, kind of intoxicating feeling when there's something happening that feels good, that feels worth pursuing. And that's also a, a given, something that's normal. Yeah, something about the more, the more we go into not knowing, the more is possible that we wouldn't expect or wouldn't be able to think of just on our own. That not knowing is built into the environment and is our collaborator. That get-togethers are kind of a, you get together around the, around the circle of, or not knowings in the middle of the circle. The, the not knowing is in the middle of everything. The trust in that, the, the risk of it, the uh, emergence, the reordering of things so that distortions go back to where they belong in histories and that the, the simple facts of events and histories can be revealed and all this could happen in an instant or, you know, happen over days or months or years. And then it looks different in different neighborhoods and different parts of the world. Different for each individual and each each circle of people. Oh, and the plants and animals and, you know, rivers and natural watersheds all have inherent right, rights, I guess. Something like that. So, you know, wild animals can have their own kind of bridges or tunnels or somehow areas within the city even. And then other groups get to chime in about what, you know, the updated version of, you know, sports and... Um, Places of worship and you know social social clubs and it's easy it's tempting for one in group to get control and uh, and that's fine and there's a another level of uh, equality where where every group gets to update and find whatever version of uh, what they do or what they value is like. It's kind of a, oh, there's a way that it's it's actually hip to be square kind of thing. There is equal recognition for the, for the squares. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of diversity in terms of different groups and what their values are. And you'd be like different religions in the past, you know. 
some religions don't eat meat or some religions don't you know don't do this thing and others you know value hunting for some of their food and others would never do that and only eat plant-based food or you know don't like cities or don't like technology or but uh, potentially in this environment there could be more than enough room for each of those and some kind of mutual recognition that includes the the differences and the boundaries around those Yeah, the different in different domains could, you know, give tours or be interested in why they they came to their different conclusions and what the history is and what the, the, the positive purpose is. And it's also building in a way that um, can weather the the storms from the um, the harm to the climate, and then also to counteract and, and repair uh, the damage, as well as adapt to the things that are, aren't going to be reversible. And part of every group's update is to um, address those realities in a different way. You know, some think more globally and some are only focused on their own area or their own group. And yes, some are trying to do underground colonies with VR and, uh, you know, synthetic food tubes or something. So they can uh, give that a go, I guess. Uh, but the uh, the internal world has uh, fewer limitations uh, than the external, so it's a uh, it's a fun and uh, you get to ask these questions and experiment and see what bubbles up. So uh, yeah, so I think we'll leave it there. That was a fun little coda. And uh, as always, hope you enjoyed and, um, and got something out of it. So, um, uh, yeah, bye for now. And we'll uh, see you again on Discoverers. Take care.